Our next guest, Mike from Humane Iguana Control, is a fascinating individual for a few reasons. Number one, if you live in South Florida, you know that we've got a major iguana problem. They eat our seawalls, they destroy our gardens, and they carry lots of uh, germs and chemicals that uh, toddlers uh, are exposed to and our pets. That's one. But really, I like to have him on because, number one, he found a really cool niche business and is doing very, very well. Two, is we talk a lot about it on this podcast, is sort of digital platforms like IG, TikTok, and YouTube, where he's built thousands of followers and how I originally find, found him and hired him. And then three is customer service. This guy's got great customer service. I hired him for a problem that we had and uh, his follow-up. Uh, the information that he uh, provided us was I really felt first class. So I like this episode uh, for all small business owners out there who are looking to uh, expand their business, use marketing tools. Uh, he gives some great examples. Uh, if you like the show, please share it with uh, your friends. Subscribe. It really helps us out. Uh, enjoy this episode. Take care. All right, man. I'm here with Mike from Humane Iguana Control. How you doing, brother? Good, man. How you doing? Good, good, good. So real quick. Um, Talk to me about iguana. So we're down here in South Florida and these little creatures are a nuisance. Uh, I grew up down here, uh, lived in Chicago for 15 years. And then when I moved back, it just seems like it's gotten out of control. They're bigger, they're meaner, they're everywhere. Talk to me about what's going on with the iguana community. Yeah, where should I start? <laughs> <laughs> so iguanas though, typically uh, they arrived in South Florida in the 1960s through the pet trade market. Uh, you know, people put them as pets, you know, real small, nice and cute. And when they grow to be like six feet long, they're like, hey, this is too much for me to handle. So they started releasing them into the wild, you know. So ever since then, they've just been reproducing like crazy everywhere, you know, urban areas, cities, pretty much all over the place. So you, you're not the typical pest control program. You just focus on iguanas, right? Uh, yeah, man. When I started, um, we had added raccoons, possums, bees uh, to the mix. You know, yeah. but we got so busy with iguanas that, you know, we're only focusing on iguanas at the moment. So how did you get into this business? How does somebody become the iguana catcher? Man, um, so I had a landscape business for about 11 years. Uh -huh. And during those years, you know, I would see the iguanas just, you know, just show up more and more and more to all my clients' properties. So one time uh, we were doing a, a flower installation in Miami Beach in a, for a famous person, Star Island. We installed, I don't know if it was like four or $5,000 worth of flowers. And the iguanas ate them all in one week. Wow. You know, so that was five thousand dollars down the drain. You know, so yeah. I told the property manager, "Hey, look, you know, the reason why these flowers are dying or getting eaten up is because the iguanas. You know, you have traps here, but you know, the guy that's doing the traps is not putting any bait into the traps, so they have a free uh, salad buffet. You know, if you want to say <laughs> that in that way. Yeah. Um. So I told him, "Listen, you know, the guy doesn't want to do the work. I'll do it myself." He's like, "Give me a price." I was like, "Oh, hold on. You know, light bulb turned on, and I just ran with it. You know, so I started. I, I ran with it, and I just kept it going ever since." Had you ever caught an iguana before that? Uh, yeah, man, I've been catching ones, you know, since I was a little kid, you know, remember I was born and raised in Miami, you know, so it's, yeah. it's something you do, you know, the, the, um, talk to me about, so iguanas are causing a lot of problems down here just with our seawall and stuff like, what are some of the issues that iguanas are causing in South Florida? I mean, typically, um, you know, if you have iguanas on your property, they cause a lot of damages, you know, like I mentioned, yeah. they eat all your vegetation, um, you know, they like to dig burrows to lay their eggs, you know, iguanas lay 20 to 70 eggs a year. So, you know, they dig burrows to lay their eggs, you know, if they dig burrows in certain areas, you know, it could cause infrastructural damages, you know, if, you know, like on their sidewalks, uh, on their pool decks, um, you know, we've seen uh, seawalls in Miami you know, start collapsing due to all the burrows. Yeah. You know, what happens is when the burrows um, 
go up to like 70 feet long with when it starts raining and if you have irrigation you know mm -hmm. erosion starts so it starts washing off washing off washing off so the foundation gets really 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 soft and you know that's when the problem occurs what what um so one of the things that i found interesting and in how we got connected is you're actually really active on on digital platforms right and as a small business owner and i talk to small business owners all the time they ask me for advice I said one easy way to generate um you know customer engagement sales market whatever and it's free is get on ig get on TikTok, and start doing these little videos is that something you came up with talk to me what has the impact been of sort of this digital platform for you because that's how yeah. you're on the show <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much um yeah. so my marketing guy told me hey you need to get on social media like you know like a little heavier than you are you know you need to right. do more videos you need to be more interactive you know, I remember I'm busy catching iguanas, you know. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, man. I have to make time for this to make sure I do it right, you know. I like crazy stories that we do. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, we started posting a lot of videos on social media. And honestly, one of the main reasons why I did it is to bring awareness. You know, because a lot of people are not educated about the negative impacts that iguanas are causing in South Florida. Yeah. You know, so that's one of the main reasons why I started, you know, posting on social media. You know, it's to show videos, show the damages, you know, pretty much show everything that's involved with iguanas in South Florida. So if you, if you like, if, like me, I live down here, the Python situation in, in the Everglades is a disaster. How bad is the iguana situation in South Florida? Like what's the universe? How many, how many do we need to kill off? How do we stop this? Um, honestly, man, um, I would say throughout Florida, I would say they're in the millions, to be honest, you know, so we've been in business. I calculated more or less a number that we've removed about, you know, 20,000 iguanas, you know, give or take, you know, and that's since we've been in business, you know, and it's just, you just have to keep controlling the population, you know, like usually like, let's say when we do one property in a house, we try to do the surrounding properties, like the entire block. Because if yeah. I just do, if I do one house and the neighbor has, you know, we're, you're defeating the purpose. But if the whole block does it, then we have a good, really good result. And, you know, controlling the ones completely out of that, that area. Really? So, so what, what is it that you, you, you kill off all the nesting? How, how do you dispose of them? Walk me through the steps. So typically what we do is we show up to your property, you know, we do like an assessment, you know, we look around, we look for burrows, we look for, uh, uh, iguana feces. That's another thing that I forgot to mention that, you know, iguana feces could carry salmonella and iguanas tend to defecate around pools. So yeah, we show up to your property, we do an assessment and we see how bad the infestation is. Then we give you options. You know, we have a one month, three months, six months, a year of service, mm -hmm. whatever the client decides to sign up for, you know, that's what we go with. So once they sign up, you know, we continue to monitor the property. We remove what we can. We look for burrows. If we find any burrows, we dig them out. And then we, we remove the, uh, the iguana eggs to avoid uh, 20 to 70, you know, uh, new hatchlings. So what, what, give me an, an idea of like, when you go to a house, what's the most amount of iguanas and eggs that you've pulled out? Man, uh, I was doing a house, I think it's in, I think in Gables Estates for another famous person. Um, and that property alone, when we first started, we removed the, uh, hundred iguanas in one night. In one night? Yeah. Yeah. Cause we also do a nighttime iguana removal service and right. we implemented this strategy because we saw a lot of properties when they have like a lot of vegetation, a lot yeah. of times iguanas, they're, they're hard to locate because they might be high in the trees or might be hiding in different yeah. certain bushes. So they're really difficult to locate. So we implemented this nighttime iguana removal strategy. That's been incredible. You know, so we show up in the nighttime, we let the client know, Hey, we're going to show up. You know, we show up with these green neon vests. <laughs> um, you know, so they know who we are. So she's yeah. crazy guy, you know, with a pellet right. on your property. Yeah. Um, then we have these these head LED lamps that we look around all the trees and bushes, and then yeah. anything we see, we remove. So you're you're there with a pellet gun, and then I see that like that almost like a fishing rod hook thing that you you snap them by the neck, right? Yeah, yeah well, well that is it's like a it's it's a 20-foot pole, like it, it yeah. extends, it goes from like five feet to like 20 feet, 
and it has a snare in the end. You know, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's very humane because all it does is, is a snare. Once you put it around their neck, you know, it locks them so they can't go anywhere. You know, right. so then we just pull it in, we get them, we tie them up and we haul them away. And when you haul them away, what do you do with them? You have to euthanize the iguanas, you know. Um, you have to, yeah. Yeah, because uh, remember, iguanas are an invasive species, so it, it is illegal to relocate them. You can't drop them off in a certain canal or a right. certain lake. If they, if they catch you doing that, you know, you get fined, you know, you get in big trouble for that. Yeah. You know, so we follow all the guidelines for, uh, you know, humanely euthanizing iguanas, you know, to help control the population. If I hire you for a program, how, how long does it take to get that iguana infestation off my property? What, what does that typically look like? It all really depends on your infestation. You know, if you have, let's say, three or, three or four iguanas, you know, we could knock that out in less than a month, you know, because, well, the way we service, we go once a week to your property, you know. Right. So we show up once a week to your property. Anything we see, we remove. You know, so it all really depends on how badly your property is infested. What's two or three tips that you can give our listeners to 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 control the iguana situation that you have at your house? Something that people forget. You know, a lot of clients. Um, I get this a lot. You know, um, I give them a price like, oh, I'm gonna do it myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna order a BB gun. <laughs> yeah, good luck. I'm like, okay, and I and I tell them I'll 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 be hearing from you in in a couple months. And sure enough, they call me. Hey, you know what? You're right. You know, this is not working out. Because first of all, they have to, you know, sh uh, shoot them in themselves, which they don't, they don't, they don't yeah. want to do that, you know, and then they have to dispose of them property, which they don't want to do it as well. Right. You know, so um, to help clients out, I, I do give them pointers, you know, to like um, modify landscaping, you know, try and install plants that deter iguanas, you know, because if you have plants that iguanas like to eat, they're going to stick around because they have free food all year round. Right. You know, so I tell them to uh, modify their landscaping, to cut back any limbs, any, any heavy, uh, dense brush. You know, because let's say if you have like a palm tree or some bushes close to your roof, you know, they want to climb onto that bush and onto your roof. And I've had clients that, you know, they don't know, but they might have like a hole on the roof somewhere, you know, that, you know, there's some damages or something and they want to get into the attic. So yeah. then, you know, then you hear them running around in your attic at night because they can't figure out how to get back out. What do iguanas eat? I don't even know. Um, typically the herbivores, you know, they eat okay. anything tropical plants, they eat fruits, flowers, you know, typically that. Got it. Well, first reaction when you tell people you're the iguana hunter, what do they say? He's like, you're crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I posted a video. I think uh, it was actually during Christmas break. Um, I think it was a day or two before Christmas. They had this iguana on a bush. Um, you know, the guy said it's right there. I'm like, what do you mean it's right there? And it was just sitting there. And I was like, this is strange because it was in a low lying area. And he wants usually when you get close, they run away. So the dogs in the backyard were going crazy. You know, they're trying to get it, you know. And this same iguana was defecating around their pool, was pooping all over the pool area. So imagine, you know, the yeah, yeah, yeah. like I mentioned before, the the iguana poop. Um, you know, you, the pets could get sick, kids could get sick because of the, the, the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's a big problem. So dogs were going crazy, barking, barking, barking. And then they saw the iguana on, on the, on that, on that bush. Um, so I show up there and I see it and I walk up to it and it's not moving. Like, this is really strange. So I, my, you know, I was my son. He goes, just grab with your hand. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. You know? Yeah. So I went and I grabbed him with my hand. They got, oh, you're crazy. This guy's crazy. This guy's crazy. So we removed it and it ended up being actually it was it was hurt. It was attacked by a raccoon. No way. Yeah, yeah. And we know the difference because um if, if a raccoon gets a hold of an iguana, they eat the iguana yeah. alive. So we need more raccoons. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's actually, <laughs> that's one of the few predators that actually help the, the ecosystem, you know, raccoons, big snakes, you know, hawks, uh, alligators, you know, we've Do seen people alligators. eat iguanas? Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. A lot of people no actually, way. Yeah. <laughs> so what do they eat? How do they eat it? What do they do? I mean, typically, have you eaten an iguana? Yeah. <laughs> I can. I deal with them every day, and it's yeah. You like, hate them. Yeah, unless you know, there's too much food at Publix for me to be eating iguana. Yeah, you know? exactly. There's a shortage of food, then I'll look into it. You know. <laughs> so most people from South America, you know, they're the ones that tend to eat the iguanas. They're always like, "Hey, can I have an iguana? Can I have an iguana? Can I have an iguana?" 
I used to do that a lot in the beginning. I should just give them out for free. Yeah. But then I started realizing that, you know, I showed up to his house one day and there's people who, um, um, a fumigation company spraying pesticides on all their flowers in the house. And then, you know, I'll go back a week later and I'll see the ones eating the same plant. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, so what happened? Get that. Yeah. You know, so what happens to the ones are eating all these plants that are full of pesticides and those are the yeah. ones that are full of pesticides. So I just stopped giving them away to people just to avoid some, someone getting sick, you know? Mike, tell me about the history of Miami with iguanas. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, um, you know, iguanas arrived here in the 1960s for the pet trade. You know, people bought them as pets. You know, they got them real small. When they got, you know, too big, they released them. You know, so pretty much ever since, the iguanas has just been, you know, multiplying by, by the thousands all over Miami. You know, they've been affecting businesses, homeowners, schools, churches, even cemeteries. You know, we actually got hired uh, recently in, a, in two cemeteries to remove iguanas because the iguanas were doing, they're digging burrows under the plaques. Wow. You know, so that could be that could be scary. Remember, the ones could dig up to seven feet long, so they could get down there to a place that you know we don't want to know about. Seven feet long, and then they yeah, just lay eggs. They, they seventy up to seventy feet long, like the burrows could go up to right. seventy feet long. Whoa, I had no idea, and 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 it's just to lay eggs, and it's just to lay eggs, yeah. Wow, and how many how many babies can they have a year? Um, typically 20 to 70, you know, it, it all depends on the number, but you know, a lot of, I've read online that they usually, you know, they lay eggs once a year. I don't think that's true because I've seen baby iguanas all year round in South Florida because our climate yeah. is very ideal for them. You of know, course. I've seen babies hatch all year round. So when a cold wave happens here, what does that do to the community? How cold people, does it have to get to kill iguanas? I mean, to be, a lot of, a lot of uh, people in South Florida, they're mis, they're misinformed about that. You know, like, you right. know, oh, it gets really cold. They all die. No, that's not true. Um, it has to be, I think, about at least 45 degrees for a couple of days for them to actually die. But when we get a cold front, you know, for 45 degrees or up to 50 degrees, you know, they might fall off trees. But if they fall off like on a, on a pile of leaves or a bush or a grass, yeah. once it warms up, they just defrost pretty much. And they start walking for them to die. Like they have to fall like on a hard surface, you know, like on a, on a concrete. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's you're, they're not making a big difference. Yeah. It's not a huge difference. You know, it has to be it has to be a real strong cold, cold snap for, for a couple of days. And, you know, I've seen stories of people bringing the iguana inside their house. Oh, my God, he's frozen. I'm going to bring inside to warm up. And when that iguana warms up, they're in trouble. <laughs> Good stuff, yeah. man. Give me some iguana horror stories. Iguana horror stories. <laughs> um, well, recently, a week ago, about no, a week and a half ago, I was in Miami. And this client had uh, iguanas on the roofs, you know. So I, she sent me a picture. I'm like, oh, don't worry. I'm going to go take care of it. I'll go look at it, you know. And when I got there, she didn't tell me that her, her wood on the side, the facial board, was uh, yeah. was rotten. So the one was living inside of her attic, you know, <sighs> inside inside of the wood. Um, so I showed up there. I saw it on the roof. And when I went to get it, he just ran straight into the attic, you know. So I gave it a while. I put a ladder against the, against the, the roof. And I went yeah. up there with my grappers. And I put a flashlight inside. And I saw him and just looking at me. I was like, oh, my God. This guy jumps out at me on top of a ladder. I'm going to bust my butt, you know. <laughs> so luckily, you know, he was really calm in there trying to, you know, figure out how to, you know, go from side to side because yeah. I had a wood that would just stop him. So it was about a good six feet into the, to, to the attic. So I got my grabbers. I was able to like, you know, hook them on and then just pull yeah. them out. You know, I've had other ones inside, inside uh, laundry rooms, inside toilets, you know, it's been total crazy. Have you ever been bitten by an iguana? Man, luckily, no, I've been super lucky because honestly, I'm, I'm extremely careful. You know what yeah. I got? You can't just go and grab them. You know, if, right. if you go my, if you go my Instagram, you'll see a couple of close events. Um, they want to try to turn back and bite you because man, if, if someone's grabbing you by the neck, you're going to try and defend yourself. You know? Right. So they're just trying to defend themselves, but no, I haven't been bit. I've been scratched up a lot. Um, they have really, really sharp nails, you know, now if, correct me if I'm wrong. Were you recently hired by the County or the city to, to do some iguana hunting for them? 
Um, no, actually, um, NBC Six and uh, Telemundo Fifty One they actually interviewed me because they wanted information about the iguanas and you know what's the process and what's you know what's like pretty much what we're doing here talking about the problems of, uh, involved with iguanas. But no, the Miami-Dade County is going to have a bid coming up. You know, they want okay. to open. You know, that's something we're going to look into. You know, because we yeah. have methods that I know for sure will make a huge difference. Yeah. And in the end, what you know, a lot of, I saw a lot of comments online. Oh, oh it's a waste of taxpayers' money. Leave the ones alone. And no. Most people, they're, they're not educated. You know, at, exactly. at, the, at the end, if they start implementing these strategies now, they want to control. It's actually going to save money for the taxpayers in the end. You know, because well, it was, I, it a lot of damages. I got to tell you, one of the things that you nail on social media is one, you're educational. You laid out a bunch of small little clips where I never thought about the problems that iguanas were causing. Two, entertaining as hell. Like you catching those iguanas in the tree. I'm like, how the hell did he do that? Yeah. And then you put enough sound uh, in it. It's great. And then I think something that's very smart is definitely for small businesses that they don't pay attention uh, enough to is the reviews, right? So you're very active in the reviews and getting people to engage. Uh, I can't emphasize, I've said it on the show a hundred times, uh, if you're a small business, uh, definitely get into sort of the reviews and pay attention to them and respond to them and, and whatnot, because, um, it'll drive a lot of business for you. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, we try to implement a lot of reviews, um, because, you know, it's, it's just gonna help the next client, you know, um, feel more comfortable of hiring like our company, you know, like our customer service is like, like our number one tool, you know, we make sure the customer's happy. We explained, excuse me. We explain every step as we go, you know, like we're very thorough with, the, you know, everything we do, you know, just so the client feels comfortable because it, it's, it's different. It's not like I'm going to go to your house and spray for, for roaches. You know, I'm going right. to, I'm going to room we want us. And, you know, we're, we're just very punctual with everything, especially the nighttime, you know, like if we're going to go at night, we let the client know, Hey, look, whenever you're showing up at this time, you know, um, we're going to be two guys there with the green vests, you know, just so you know who we are, you know, cause remember we're, if we're going at night, you know, at eight, nine, yeah, yeah, spook somebody out in the neighborhood. Exactly. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, one of the things, you know, again, my, my, my brother hired you and he, one of the things he said, he goes, this guy's really good at customer service. What are some of the key elements for you for customer service? I think you laid out a few, but, um, it's, it's what differentiates, you know, you from a lot of other people. Yeah, man. Um, you know, once a client calls me, you know, I just explain everything to them. I explain to them from, from the first step. Hey, you know, do you know if one are invasive? You know, like, oh no, I have no idea. And I explain to them why they're invasive. I explain to them all the damage they do, you know, all the negative impacts, the health risks mm -hmm. involved. Mm -hmm. So pretty much this detail. If you if if you when, when you talk to your client and you explain everything very thorough, and of course, you know, you have to be extremely nice to them, you know, so they understand, you know, that hey, you know, this guy means business and he's very professional. It just makes a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're, like I said, you're a very different type of pest control program. I see that you're married. Did you meet your wife before or after you became the iguana hunter? Because um, I need to know what that first date was like. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, actually, she's my fiance. Um, okay. You know, it's funny because when I first started this company, I had the, the landscape company before I met her. Yeah. And when I was going to get into this business, I wasn't sure if I should do it or not. You know, right. this, this is a huge step. You know, I had, sure, I had a huge truck and I had like four or five employees doing yeah. the landscaping. So it's a big difference, a big, yeah. big change, you know, and COVID, you know, was really messing up my landscape business. Right. So, you know, one day I was sitting in front of her house, um, you know, just, just breaking my head. Damn, should I really do this, man? This is crazy, you know? Yeah. And I was in my Jeep. I'll never forget it. Parked in front of her house. And I look at my, on my cereal mirror and all of a sudden I see Niguana. His back legs were taped up, just, just, just walking behind my Jeep. And I was like, I, there's no way I just saw this, you know, I yeah. got home and there's like a three foot iguana, his back legs were taped up, just crawling behind my truck. Cause typically when you remove iguanas, you tape up their legs, you know, to avoid them from getting hurt or, you know, mm. other iguanas when they yeah. cage up or anything. Right. 
So to me, that was a huge sign. Like, yeah, man, you're supposed to do this. You know, you better go for it. You know, because what's what are the chances of you seeing that? You know, while you're trying to you know determine if you should do this business or not. You know. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So wow. So you've built the business that quickly over a couple of years. Yeah. And 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 was social media and digital a big part of your strategy? Because, I mean, I think you have like twenty thousand followers just on IG alone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Instagram has helped a lot, to be honest. Um, you know, we get some business from there, but our top, uh, you know, business is word of mouth and Google, yeah, you know, Google searches is, is honestly the, the top, you know, what brings in most of the, our clients. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, social media has helped a lot, you know, Facebook, you know, I'm on LinkedIn as well. YouTube, you know, YouTube has helped a lot as well. Yeah. Good stuff, man. How can people find out about you? Um, everywhere, man. I'm all over the place. <laughs> YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, um, Facebook, you know, everywhere, you know. All right, Mike. Mike yeah. from uh, Humane Iguana Control. Guys, check him out. If you got iguana problems, give Mike a buzz. He's great at customer service. Uh, thanks for joining us, brother. No, man. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Take care, man. Mike. All right. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Buena Vista Creative, Miami's premier digital marketing agency. Visit BuenaVistaCreative.com for more info on how Buena Vista can help your business increase revenue and create the brand and digital presence it deserves. Video and podcast production, web and app development, search engine and social media marketing, logo creation, outdoor, print, swag, and more. Visit BuenaVistaCreative.com to learn more.